Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. I've long said that the three hardest words to say aren't, I love you, but I am sorry. Apologies are often seen as a sign of weakness or that they mean you have done something wrong. But being able to take responsibility for an action or even an unintended consequence of an action is truly powerful. And this is an essential skill for creating healthy relationships. There is an art to both giving and receiving an effective apology and that's what I'm going to be talking about today with my guest, clinical psychologist, Dr. Forrest Talley. So, Dr. Talley, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about what I think is truly a misunderstood activity. You wrote an article for Psychology Today titled Rebuilding Burned Bridges, The Art of the Apology. So what makes the ability to apologize so important in building healthy relationships? Well, it's essential because uh, every relationship, even the best of relationships, will um, will experience some sort of injuries. Mm-hmm. That is, we're we're going to do something we should not have to this person that we care deeply about. Mm-hmm. It might be an oversight. It might be something that's more uh, intentional. But we'll make mistakes, and we need to be able to repair in order to maintain and even build the relationship. I think of apologies a little bit like, you know, if you've ever bought one of those rafts that you go down a river with, they always come with a little repair kit. Mm. It's not be, it's not because they add a, a little um, note to the raft that says, this is a horrible product and, and you're going to need to repair it. It's that, no, it's a given. You're going to need to repair it because you're going to bump against rocks you're going you're, you're gonna to bring it up against the embankment. It's going to experience wear and tear, and it's going to need repair. That's what an apology in part does. It, it heals a relationship where it's been broken. And, yeah. and a good apology, when it, when it does that, it's going to bring closure that, that actually acts as a barrier to future resentment, which can kill any relationship in time right and then the, the the third thing it does so not only does it heal and not only does it bring closure preventing resentment but it also increases a sense of intimacy um because the one who's apologizing is basically a good apology will basically communicate i get your perspective mm-hmm. to the other person who's been offended so you have that alignment it mm-hmm. expresses genuine concern for the other's well-being. And then it demonstrates a willingness to sacrifice something for the benefit of the other. Because whenever mm-hmm. you apologize, you, you do sacrifice, even if it's a little, but you sacrifice your pride. Mm-hmm. So it does all these things It's and uh, is really powerful in maintaining a relationship. Yeah, and there's, there's just a part of me that, you know, I, I have a uh, sister who's an attorney and you know sometimes I think an apology would 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 prevent a lot of lawsuits because you know, because but attorneys are always like no don't apologize that's admitting 
fault. And so I think that's one of the issues. And it goes to the next question I want to ask about what makes apologizing so difficult for so many people? Yeah, you know, that's a good question, Leslie. Uh, I think everyone can uh, really sympathize with the difficulty in apologizing most of the time. Um, It makes you vulnerable. People Mm -hmm. don't like to be vulnerable. And and it makes you vulnerable in in a number of ways. That you wonder whether your apology will be accepted, Mm -hmm. and if not, then you you feel as though somehow you've opened yourself up and you've been rejected. Mm -hmm. And so it's giving giving this person who you've in some way injured or offended uh, some power. And sometimes it's a lot of power, depending upon how big the apology is. So you're vulnerable in that way. You're vulnerable in that you're admitting failure. Um, now, you know, if you take an objective view of things, it's like, well, no one's perfect. Why shouldn't I admit that I failed here? Mm-hmm. But but it's unpleasant. And, and people don't like to admit, yeah, I, I failed you. Another aspect of it is uh, people worry that, okay, so now I've admitted my failure. I've made myself vulnerable. Um, will this be used against me later? Ah. Obviously. You know, and so so it gives people that power as well over you. It uh, if you worry about that a lot, then I would say maybe you need to worry about your relationship because if somebody's going to use your apology against you down the road, that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you need to wonder whether you're just too um, a little too paranoid. <laughs> well, I mean, and one of the things that I've run into when I talk about um, apologies and what they mean is, you know, this, this one person says, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and so part of it is, it's like, okay, let's get away from right and wrong because that's again, somewhat subjective, I think. Um, Or I didn't, or, or somebody says, well, I didn't intend to hurt somebody. So they should just get over it. Um, but, but part of this has to do with this idea about what's the impact, you know, do you, here's this person that I care about and they're, and they're feeling a certain way. Um, they're feeling hurt. They're feeling frustrated. They're feeling unseen, whatever, whatever it is they're feeling. And, you know, and, and intentionally, um, most of the time it's unintentionally they're feeling that way because of something that I have done. And so I now have to acknowledge that, you know, and again, it's not about intent, I think. And I think this is where people get really caught up in, you know, that, that I didn't really do anything that was that bad and you should stop feeling this way. (laughs) It's just like, okay, do you want your partner to feel this way? And if you don't, is there something that you can do that might help them through that feeling? Because again, you're not, I'm not responsible necessarily for your feelings, but the question is, if I, if I care about you, do I care about your feelings? And I, and I, and, but I think people get really caught up in this right or wrong thing. And it's like, well, I'm not wrong. Cause again, you were saying this a little bit earlier that we all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. So what do we do when right. when that shows up in our relationship? And this is what I'm hearing from you that that 
doing that apologizing is really a big part of this. Did, did I miss something or is that kind of what we're talking about here? No, no, I, I think you're right. I think you've, you've added uh, an interesting nuance, which is there are times where you need to, to um, mend the relationship because what you've done, although not necessarily wrong, has, has created um, some sort of injury. Yeah. And, and you, you, it's not enough to just say, grow up. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, you and I could talk about if this becomes uh, a pattern where somebody is overly sensitive, and, but that's not what we're referring to here. We're referring to somebody who is in a normal, healthy relationship. Somebody, one of the partners has done something uh, that may not be wrong, but the other has understandably felt injured by it. And and how do you stick with, as you're saying, the idea of, well, I didn't do anything wrong. So, you know, you need that's that's on you. That's a you problem. Or is it an us problem? Because even though I didn't do anything wrong, I care about how you feel. And I, you know, one of the best things you can do there is is say, I'm really sorry that you feel this way. I'm sorry that that, um, for instance, it could be had I known this would affect you this way, I wouldn't have done that. Right. It's as simple as that. Uh, that's that's not um, necessarily saying I was wrong to do it. It's just right. saying I get it. That this has a cost to you that I did not imagine, and right. I wouldn't do it again. Now that's different than somebody who maybe is in a marriage and they're unfaithful and they they can't just say, "Well, this is a you problem to deal with it." It's like, no, <laughs> you knew this was wrong, and now you need to own up to it if you care about your partner. So there's there's all kinds of variations to it, but I like what you're pointing out, which is the expression of concern for your for your partner's feelings mm-hmm. is is just that's paramount. That's where it has to be again. Yeah, I mean, and, and to me, it's an opportunity to learn more about your partner because I mean, we we all go through life using ourselves as the as the measure as the yardstick if you know if it bothers me then then it's bothersome if it works for me then it's good you know and and you know but we bump up against this other person who has these other experiences and other they're using themselves as the yardstick and it's like i had no idea that this was problematic for you because it's not a problem for me so this is an opportunity to learn, but every but it seems like this idea. Even if I do make a mistake, even if even if I do do something that had I been really thinking about it, I would have known it would not have had a good result. There's still a lot of resistance to acknowledging our fallibility. I mean, and and, and you were talking about apologies as being vulnerable, you know, to to admit, yeah. hey. I don't know something. I didn't know this was problematic. And, and then again, there's also the other part of the apologies of they can't just be words either. There actually have to be some follow through actions. Yes, maybe. Right. Yeah. It, when when that's possible, right? It, yeah. it depends upon the specifics. But but um, you know what. I like what you just said, Leslie, where it's this is an opportunity for me to, to understand you better. And to understand that person really means you have to lower your guard enough to 
sort of uh, walk in their shoes, to see the world as they're seeing it, mm-hmm. um, which takes a certain amount of, of humility to say, okay, I'm going to drop my preconceptions and, and my views, mm-hmm. um, and I, I want to really see how is it that, that you're looking at this, that, it may, that you became hurt, because mm-hmm. I don't want you to be hurt. That, although it's not typically what we think of as an, an action, uh, but it often has really profound impact on somebody when they realize that you sincerely want to see the world through their eyes and mm-hmm. you sincerely regret the fact that they're so distressed. Right. Even, even when you end up th- saying, um, had no idea, and, and you know, I, I didn't realize this would be hurtful. Just I don't think it'd be hurtful for most people. But I'm not interested in most people. I'm interested in you. Uh-huh. And it can open up a dialogue, I think. So this is Happily Ever After is just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm talking with clinical psychologist Dr. Forrest Talley about the importance of apologizing for your relationships. And if you or your partner have difficulty apologizing, I'm going to tell you, it is harming your marriage. It allows seeds of resentment to grow, and this resentment will eventually destroy your love for each other. If this is happening in your relationship, you want to deal with it before it takes root, and I can help you with that. So I invite you to take a moment and get in touch with me either by email or by phone and schedule your free, no-obligation, five-star relationship call. You can reach me at my phone at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. Or you can reach me by email at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N is in Nancy, C is in Charlie.com. And now I want to get back to this conversation about apologizing. So, um, Dr. Telly, what are some of the components of an effective apology and what makes each of them, you know, what makes each of them important? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great question. Um, there's, there's two that, that I think are particularly important. And one is, is that you take ownership. I think we've all been we're probably all guilty of having made this sort of apology, but we've also been on the receiving end of it where mm-hmm. somebody says, I'm sorry, and it's immediately followed with, but, mm-hmm. and then a list of reasons why it's really not something that they should be upset about or why they right. had no choice or it's not my fault. You Apologies generally are most effective when excuses are, are absent. Uh-huh. Um, and so, because the more you bring in excuses, the less you're taking ownership. Um and it's kind of like if, if a rock falls on somebody's head and you apologize for it, it doesn't mean much to that person because they know that's it's not your fault. Right. <laughs> it was on a hike and the, the darn rock, you know, came crashing down the hill and hit me in the head. I don't care about your apology. And so, you know, when you make excuses, you're kind of distancing yourself from it in that same way. It's not that there's not at times a really... Uh, it's really effective to give reasons mm-hmm. because that that provides we go back there to can you can we share a perspective in some way? But mm-hmm. reasons aren't necessarily excuses. And so I think taking ownership makes 
person uh, makes an apology more effective. But the other thing is expressing regret mm-hmm. because that brings you into an emotional alignment with that person. If you apologize and don't express regret with how they feel, mm-hmm. even if you don't think that they should feel as strongly as they do, um, but if you don't express any regret for that, for their suffering is what you're thinking of, then it's hard to have that sense of uh, emotional alignment with them. But when you can express that and it comes across um, sincerely, then it certainly adds to the power of the apology. So it's like I'm clarifying what what the harmful activity was. So I'm specific. But I also don't add that. But here's all the reasons why I did it. Now, hmm. now I do Let's think that it. there is a time and place maybe for an explanation, but not in the same sentence or even maybe even the same discussion of the apology. Because like you said, it then it then kind of deflects Absolutely. and takes yeah. away from the sincerity of the apology. But that's but I but that's where I think people struggle so much because I don't want to be the bad guy. I don't want to be seen as wrong or insensitive or whatever. So it's more like, well, if you would just stop feeling that way, we'd all be fine. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, think, I think you hit it on the head there, Leslie. <laughs> yeah. If you'll just stop feeling that way, I think everything would be good. Right. Um, yeah. And, and who does want to uh, come across as the one who has, failed to live up to the mark, um, you know, that they, 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 they in some ways you are, you're to blame. Um, but, uh, you know, that's where humility comes in. It's mm-hmm. a very winsome quality, and, and I suspect we all uh, could stand to have a little bit more of it. And I think the more that people actually practice apologizing, actually put it to use, Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll realize it's not the end of the world. It's really not. Um, you can recover from having admitted you're wrong. Right. It, it's not fatal. Well, I mean, and it's and it's it, it's kind of funny because this kind of reminds me of when Brene Brown in her in her speech on you know, in her talk on vulnerability, where you know we all admire somebody who can stand up there and be vulnerable, but we don't want to do it. And I think the same thing is true where. When we, when we get a sincere apology from somebody, it makes us feel seen, heard, valued. But then the flip side is, but I don't want the harder emotions attached to actually having to give a, a sincere apology. <laughs> yes, that's human nature, I guess. Um, yeah. We, that, we would all like the rewards, but sometimes the cost is a little daunting. But uh, never, nevertheless, you you know, you're right. And and the thing is, I think what people would realize, were they just to bite the bullet and, and apologize when they know that that's mm-hmm. needed, is, is that they can become better at it and it will make them a better person. Okay, so that's, 
So that's actually really something I wanted to ask about because if someone struggles to give an apology and I'm flash, I'm flashing back many, many years to somebody who absolutely refused to apologize to me for what I thought violation of my personal space. How can it become easier? I mean, you know, it's all great to put this in this theoretical discussion, but how do we bring it into the realistic, practical, you know, time of, oh, there's been a rift here in the relationship. How do I step up for my part in it? How, how, are there anything, is there anything practical you can share with the listeners to? Well, yeah, I, I think there, there are things you can do. Um, which I'll mention just one second, because I think ultimately it comes down to doing what years ago, uh, doing what a guy I knew years ago. It was a young guy. He'd gotten a job as a tour guide in Jamaica. He lived in the States, but somehow he was a tour guide uh, down in Uh uh, Jamaica. And one of the parts of the tour was where he'd take the, the tourist to the top of a cliff where the ocean rushed into the sea uh-huh. and and they would jump off. It was about a 40 foot drop. And he said, but you had to time it right <clears throat> because you had to hit it. You had to be entering the water when the waves had just come in. Otherwise it was going to be too shallow and you'd get injured. Right. So, so I was saying, well, that sounds uh, exhilarating, dangerous. And that's why it's exhilarating. I said, but how did you get up the nerve to first do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he smiled at me, and in he said in earthier terms than what I'll describe it as. But he <laughs> said, he said basically you just have to grab your courage, I'll say, mm-hmm. and jump. Mm. Which means there's only so much you can do before you just have to say, I'm doing it. Right. I'm going to do it. And I think that applies to apologizing. But I think there are a few things that that you could do, anyone could do to make it easier, and that is. It just starts by being intentional and realizing, as you've been pointing out, that that it's hard to do. And if it's really interfering with relationships or it's just something you think, no, I want to be a good and decent person. And that requires, you know, apologizing to those uh, that I hurt. Mm -hmm. It's it's so powerful. That's one of the reasons why, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous has it as their eighth and ninth step. Make amends. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, the big book has so many great practical ideas uh, for anyone. You don't have to yeah. be an alcoholic. But anyway, it's so it's powerful. And so I would start by being intentional and saying, okay, this is something I need to pay attention to. This is something I need to work on. It's something I need to do. And then I would think, well, is there somebody who I trust or, or some people, group mm-hmm. of people that I trust that maybe I could start with? Because I want to start with somebody where it's not going to go terribly sideways. That would be that'd be a good idea. And mm-hmm. then if you if you have in some way offended them, done something wrong to them, uh, great. You already have a target for your apology. But if you haven't, then that's just a group that you'll keep in mind, because if something comes up, they'll be the ones that you start to practice on. And then you exactly before you apologize, you actually practice, mm-hmm. which, you know, I tell clients, patients and they look at me like you're the biggest dork in the world. I'm going to practice <laughs> in front of a mirror. Apologize. Yes. I want you to practice apologizing and mm-hmm. I want you to make it short and sweet. Yep. Um, 
And and after that, um, you you do it, and you don't dwell on the results, you know, because mm. people have a way of ruminating on. It. I mean, if the results turned out really good for you, great, dwell on it all you right. want. But if they didn't turn out quite the way you wanted, don't ruminate on it. You know, the recent research shows that rumination is one of the things that keep people uh, depressed. One mm-hmm. of many, but it's an important one. Mm-hmm. And and people who ruminate on their mistakes get stay stuck in those mistakes. So practice, you know, pick a group, mm-hmm. um, pick a time, practice it, deliver it short and sweet, and move on. So I, I want to talk about the other side of this is there because some people have difficulties receiving apologies and and either it's sometimes sometimes it's a case of the apology was not done very artfully and i think people can come back and ask for a slightly better apology but sometimes there are things that somebody can be sincerely you know, truly regret, um, you know, that it's like I had absolutely no idea that this was going to be the result of something I said or something I did or whatever, because it just didn't even occur to me. And but but then having it held against you, how how does one get past or through that? Um, where where they have a hard time receiving the apology? Yeah. Yeah. You mean because because they don't want to let go of their grievance or because they just have a hard time seeing somebody apologize? I think, well, I think some of it is, I mean, you know, um, some of it, I think, is when if people accept an apology, what, what I've seen is that means that the behavior was okay. It's like, no, that's not what it means. <laughs> not at all. No. Well, I, that's a that's such an interesting point. Yeah, and so the person who do, has a hard time, they I would ask them to think: um, Am I just not willing to let this person off the hook? Mm-hmm. That could be a reason. The other could be sometimes people, especially those who are somewhat insecure and submissive, have mm-hmm. a hard time um, feeling comfortable with the power that an apology gives them. Mm. And and so they they shy away. They they start to minimize. Oh, you don't have to do that. You, you know, nothing to apologize for. Um, so no, that those people need to realize if you accept their apology, if if you do, um, that's a gift to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're offering you a gift, and it's a gift back to accept it. Um, and and it's it's not a good. thing. Were you to think, yeah, this really, I accept it, but you don't verbalize that. That's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But the last thing that you mentioned, which is uh, so key, which is, oh, it means everything's okay. That's where I think people misunderstand what about apologies and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness doesn't mean that it's okay at all or mm-hmm. that it was ever okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to restore the relationship to the way it had been. For example, if uh, if some friend of yours you, you find has been stealing every time they come over to your house. And, right. Uh, and you confront them and they say, uh, you're, you're right. Uh, uh, you know, you're, you're more than right. I've actually t- stole from you for much longer than you believe. 
uh, and I am so, so terribly sorry. Uh, and, and you believe them and you say, okay, uh, I forgive you. That doesn't mean you're going to invite them to your house that night. Right. That <laughs> well, you're crazy. not going to follow them, follow them around if you did. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but if you sincerely are accepting their apology, um, what it, what it has historically meant is I will not hold this against you with mm-hmm. regard with regard to uh, not wishing you a good life um, and and wanting you to go forward and, and and prosper and be happy, but it doesn't mean that you become a fool right. <laughs> that says, "Oh, I think that you have entirely changed who you right. are." And, and I love that point that you bring up there, Leslie. It's, it's really important. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't mean that it's okay. It doesn't mean that that we are okay. You probably see this in your work with couples where there mm-hmm. perhaps there's been infidelity and, and one cu- one of the those, ha- if they're going to make it work, has to apologize. The other has to Except. accept it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just guessing, but I my guess would be you're, you wouldn't tell the offending party you should trust this person 100% now because they oh, made the apology. Yes. I mean, and that's sort of where I talked about that that apology is almost like the first step. It's a necessary step. But then, I mean, you know, I always I always use the joke and I apologize if I'm going to offend anybody. But it's like going to confession on you know every Sunday and confessing the same sin over and over again. And the priest says, well, go do 12 Hail Marys, go and sin mm-hmm. no more. But you keep doing it. It's like, OK, so are you really sorry if your behavior doesn't change, if you keep repeating the same thing. And so I think that's, for me, that's sort of the second part of the apology um, is that you actually, as best you can, stop doing the behavior. I mean, because there's sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't know this was the same behavior in, in your head, but you've connected these two things. And again, it's a learning opportunity, but but it really is recognizing and accepting, yeah. I think, that no matter whether I think this is hurtful or should be hurtful, there's that famous word, should, it is hurtful to this other person. What am I willing to do? I think you said it earlier in the conversation. What am I willing to sacrifice? What am I willing to do differently to right. re- both repair the relationship and then also keep it going in a positive direction as we move forward? Yeah, no, I, I think that's really well said. Um, yeah, those 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 are great points. But uh, apolog- accepting an apology does not mean that it was okay. And that's right. what you were saying earlier. Uh, I think a lot of people need to keep that in mind. Yeah. So, um, Dr. Telly, thank you so much for this really important conversation. And um, I love reading. I love reading your articles. I think they're fantastic. But can you share where people can um, read your articles, learn more about you, get more information about how to do things like apologizing? Sure, I'd be happy to. Even though I I blog fairly often on psychology today, I I have many, many more um, blogs on my personal website, which is just forresttally.com. It's F-O-R-R-E-S-T-T-A. L-L-E-Y dot com. And you'll find a lot of information there. And I recommend that you go check out his website because he's a very knowledgeable man. 
And I'd like to share that, you know, a colleague of my husband once said, and when I, when my husband told me this, I grabbed it. He said, you are the master of your intention. The other person is the master of your impact. And so you may not have intended harm, but arguing that someone isn't hurt is going to be a non-starter. So a better option is to learn the art of an apology and learn how to make repairs in your relationship. So my challenge to you is, or my question to you is, is what would help you master this? What would help you repair any damage in your relationship? And I hope one of the things that you'll do as far as your relationship is concerned is to continue to listen to this show. And until next week, stay loving. Oh,